try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. With Conan Neutral. people rockers the world over welcome welcome we, welcome welcome are we partying once again yes we're always partying it's a constant party here at the one and the only protonic reversal we welcome you to it yeah baby i had a party with a muffin before you got a muffin here. party yeah it was just but, me and my muffins <laughs> it's certainly better than a blanket party oh, that's that's for sure this is what they do in the in the in the military what? Yeah, where uh, if you have a recruit that uh, you know maybe mess things up for everyone else, you, you put a bunch of like oranges in a blanket and you clap oh. them because they, they don't. I guess they don't bruise. There's no outward sign that they've been beaten. Yeah, but it does hurt. Well, so. they don't explode either. Right? Yeah, that I would presume so. I mean, that doesn't I, sound I, like a party. I, I, I don't participate. <laughs> exactly. Sounds like is some party. That, is that irony they're using there? Perhaps. But we are Protonic Reversal. We like to think of ourselves as a muffin party, not a blanket party. <laughs> yes, muffin parties are way more fun, I can assure you. <laughs> muffin parties are definitely much more enjoyable. Uh, and we hope that uh, you find this show enjoyable as well. Uh, we are here, as we are every week, and we are going to play some tunes. Not Indian music tunes. No. Not, not, uh, not today. Not today. Maybe next no. week. Uh, again, with the uh, you, you are guaranteed to have the greatest genre diversity with the least amount of uh, genre corollaries or sensical <laughs> correlation. 
here on None Than Radio Valencia. Uh, but not on... Protonic Reversal. We keep it very firmly in the awesome rock and roll camp, and we like it that way. That's how we like it. That's how do we right. like it? We like it like this. Uh, actually, we don't like it like this. I'm, I'm going to mention two that uh, Matt Gentling from Arch of Love is going to be joining us by phone a little later on the show. Marches of Loaf? Did you say marchers? <laughs> it sounded like you said marchers of loaf. Archers. Archers of loaf. Of loaf. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, That's a band. That other one I don't know about. The marchers of loaf. Maybe they're maybe they're too busy getting the blanket party. I don't. I don't like blanket parties. <laughs> See, you think you hear your blanket party, and you uh, you would assume it'd be something like fun, like a slumber party or something. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. They, I, how do I know? I think I know from uh, Full Metal Jacket. I think is how I know that. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I watched that movie when I was like six or very young because I have an older. You watched sibling. Full Metal Jacket when you were yeah, six. Yeah, I was Jesus. really young when wow. I watched that movie. All right, uh, that is. I think I had no idea what was going on. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I watched it when I was like fourteen, and I I still didn't really grasp like all the nuances of. Like, I definitely oh, thought I see. it like, was kind of like... scary. Like there were scary things happening. Yeah. Um, yes. They were, there were scary things happening, and uh, that I would still question anyone. They'd be like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, she's mature for her age. <laughs> My sister <laughs> is 10 like, years what? older than me. I watched. So many, she just wanted to watch it. I watched it, and then. experienced many things before I probably should have. Dang. Yeah, she wanted to watch it, and I was around. And, like, what do you do with a kid? Dang, I guess you throw on Full Metal Jacket. What else would you do? <laughs> Uh wow, I'm kind of like I'm floored by that, really. Um yeah. That's huh. why I'm so interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> just uh, that one thing. Just that one that that that's it. That was the that's, that's the key it. to real time drop being so interesting. Uh we're gonna fire things off with a Nonagon song here in uh, just a moment. And uh we'll be right back. Uh, more or less. Let me let me uh, let me amend that statement. Uh, by right back, I meant uh, I'm going to unmute this. You meant left forward. I meant yes, right back, left forward. Hey, it's all relative, right? Uh, okay, so again, let's try that. Here's some not again.
right, there they are. That's uh, that's Truxton. That is a is it posthumous or posthumous? How do you how do you say that? Is it po- post posthumous, posthumous, like after I the fact? I think it's posthumous. Posthumous, posthumous release. I presume it's posthumous release uh, because uh, that's Truxton. It's um, the name the name of the record is Pharmaceutical Fire. Uh, they were a Bay Area band, uh, but uh, I'm sorry, the record is called We Lost Our Way. My bad. <laughs> sorry. That song was uh, called Notes from the Road, and they were a Bay Area band, but uh, considering Hansi, the, the main fellow, the melodious voice, that is a guy singing, by the way, uh, with, mm-hmm. the, with that high voice. Mm-hmm. He's um, mm-hmm. lives on the East Coast now, so I, I, and I haven't heard Hide No Hair of Trucks in quite some time, but quite a good little band. I've always enjoyed their shows and their records uh that was that's available on bandcamp it's truxton t-r-u-x-t-o-n dot bandcamp dot com um oh yeah i did say posthumous although it's it's spelled p-o-s-t-h-u-m-u-s isn't that like hummus like the food post hummus post hummus like after you've <clears throat> had a nosh yeah perhaps mm-hmm. <laughs> um like post hummus is I, garlic breath yeah, I thought it was uh, H-U-M-O-U-S. I, I don't know. Maybe someone spelled it wrong. I, I mean, I don't know. It is, is, I mean... <laughs> Maybe they're being funny. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know at all. Uh, but I think we should probably not it, overanalyze it, it. it. Probably. Although I got to say that, uh, uh, you know, posthumous, posthumous, you know, Let's tomato, call the whole thing off. Right. <laughs> I don't care if we're taking off. I got things to spell. There we go. Uh, Nonagon, before that, um, The Last Hydronaut, that is the song Hydronauts. I like that record quite a bit. It's awesome. And uh, you can get that at Controlled Burn, uh, as well as uh, the Nonagon Bandcamp. Let's look for the ones that's Nonagon Chicago. Uh, but that, that's a great band. Uh, both great records. Uh, I haven't dived too deeply into the post-Thomas release uh, of Truxton, but uh, I-, I guarantee you if, you, if you check that out, you will not be disappointed. Uh, hell of a band. Uh, delivers. Band delivers. Listen with Lavash. Exactly. Uh, we're very shortly going to be speaking to uh, Mr. Matt Gentling from Arch of Loaf. Quite looking forward to that. Let's say it's a wild day here on Protonic Reversal. Wild and You're cold. listening to Protonic Reversal. That was my NPR style drop. Do you like that? <clears throat> it was very, you know, centered. <laughs> As opposed to the actual show, right? You know, there yeah. were no wheels flying off the vehicle. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. There's no, we're, not, we're not hitting the blanket party section of the show yet. I don't want to hit that section. <laughs> Again, we're about cupcake parties, not blanket parties here in Protona Commercial. Cupcakes? We've gone to muffin to, from muffins to cupcakes. Oh, it was muffins, huh? I'm, I'm trying to... I'm over here. I'm, I'm, I'm running the missile base over here. I can't keep track of reading cupcakes or muffins today. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, if you were... If it was a blanket party style situation, I'd rather have the blanket wrapped in uh, muffins or cupcakes, really. I suppose there's more frosting involved if it's cupcakes <laughs> than, than oranges, for sure. That's... I, that, that is, am I... Crazy for thinking that? I don't know. Yes, you are crazy for thinking that muffins should be eaten. Or just the just the muffin bottoms 
should be wrapped in a blanket. The tops should be eaten. And then you can have a blanket party with the bottoms. There you go. See, we figured out the age-old question of what to do with muffin bottoms. I'm so glad that we finally finally figured it out. uh, Or muffin stumps. Muffin stumps. Wow. That's a... I think I saw Muffin Stumps at the Gilman in 97, actually. That's a Seinfeld episode. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I immediately don't like it as much then. Uh, bah, 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 bah. What are we doing here? We're going to do... Oh, uh, we're going to play an Arch of Love song, aren't we? And then when we come back, we'll be speaking to Matt Gentling, the awesome uh, He-Man-esque bass player for Arch of Loaf. Love that guy. He has He-Man climbing stories. He kind of reminds me of He-Man in a good way. Like, he's, some, some, it's the hair. It's the hair. Uh, and, the, the, of course, the extraordinary upper body strength. Uh, good dude. Uh, stay tuned. You're, you're going to want to check that out. Uh, here's an Arch of Loaf song.
Assassination Shocks a nation When such a brutal crime Is killing Christmas time They kept a hero Under mistletoe Unveiled the bill of signs Declared and left behind No one can believe it A traffic cop lets some strangers free Assassination on Christmas Eve And police and detectives were purely ineffective The DA's resignation stands Assassination In your backbone, spoke you down from there. All I ever wanted was to be your spine. Lost your friction and you slipped for a mile. Overdone, overdrive, overlive, override. You're not the one who let me down. But thanks for offering. It's not a voice and I'm not around. Thanks for picking it. 
All right, that was an Arch of Love Black. We had, uh, what do we have? We had uh, uh, Fabrico off of VV. We had Assassination on Xmas Eve, timely, with the holidays pending and whatnot. And we had Web in front. We're actually having, uh, we, we're, we're going to have Matt on right now. I think, I guess we're going to have to push that a little bit. We're having some, some difficulties as far as that goes. So we're gonna, I figure I'll get, get the back announce done before we get it logged up, log jammed up. Log jammed? Log jammed. I'm just out. I'm out of sorts today. I, I got, I got no excuse. I woke up today and I was just like, ugh, Jesus. <laughs> Like I'm alive. Yeah, it just 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 at the thought of being alive, I was just like, ugh, really? That happens sometimes. That sucks. I hate waking up like that. Like, I, you know, you want to wake up and be like, you know, do, do a do a backflip out of bed and like land on the land on the floor. I'm like, all right, day, let's do this. But that, I don't think that rarely happens to me. Yeah, it's, does it's, that happen often for you? Not very often at all. No, <laughs> I, and it, usually it's more like, ugh, this. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. Yeah, that's what am reality. I doing? Like in general, mm-hmm. in life, in life, and what am I doing? Huh? You know I'm what? Gonna helps? do this show, huh? All right. Not sleeping. That helps. Is, is, is that helpful? Is that is that mm-hmm. a thing that that assists with that sort of behavior? Laying in bed awake that helps. It, it makes everything kind of blend together, so you don't have those moments. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, I should give that I should give that a shot. Just you know, make sure everything can. Kind of, kind of flow into one morass of uh, wakeless, Sleepless. non-dreaming mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a, that's what, where what, I've what, been what, for what a couple was, months. What the Christian Bale movie uh, where he like got, like lost all the all the weight and was like dangerously skinny. The Machinist. Is that, was that what was that it was? I have no that? idea. Oh no, he looks like a looks like a meth addict or something. But yeah, he's, if, I, if I remember correctly, part of his he's not sleeping, he's not eating, like this and that, and, and uh, like he, he like you know method actor that guy. Yeah. When he's not yelling at you know poor bastards just trying to do their job on the set, he's uh, method acting, and uh, <laughs> he actually put himself kind of at risk for it. It's sort of like in the same deal that uh, one True Detective, uh, what's his face, Matt uh, Matt McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Did where he sort of? Uh, by the way, I think he actually did that for a uh, what was it? That Dallas Buyers Club or whatever it is. He he did mm-hmm. it for a different role, but he oh, yeah, kept I it for that movie. I'm going to write that the down. Russ, Russ Cole character, uh, which is great. Uh, we're just you know, hey, we're we're sitting here. You're uh, you're listening. Thank you for doing that. Protonic reversal. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have Matt on soon enough. How about that? How about that? Soon enough. That that's the only answer that you deserve, audience. Wow. Soon enough. So saucy. Rawr. <laughs> uh yes, but I'm looking forward to speaking to him. He might be up on a pole right now. Pole vaulting on a pole. He 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 does. He has I'm not sure how much he'll want to speak about it, but he he has the man's a climber. He's a climbing enthusiast, but in his day job, he's he's up on poles, doing something. I assume not acrobatics, but you never know. Uh, but he, he he's Sounds up on dangerous. poles. It does sound dangerous, yeah. So we'll, uh, look, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Let's. I'm gonna offer a friendly reminder that it's raining. It's been raining. 
It's not raining at this moment, but it's been raining. Is that that your weather report? It's not raining at this moment, but it is raining. (laughs) Somewhere in the Bay Area, it's probably raining. Somewhere it's probably raining. And that means that the Muni tracks are hella slippery. Oh, yes. Yes. And you can die. PSA, don't slip and fall and crack your skull. That would be a bummer. I don't know why they don't put signs up, slippery when wet. I crashed my bike pretty bad a couple years ago. Maybe they're afraid people will think it's uh, the uh, Bon Jovi record. <laughs> they'll just start going into like air guitar Bon Jovi. Yeah, they'll we'll be starting karaoke covers, singing "Living on a Prayer," street. and uh, it's no, nobody's looking for that in their commute. I'm like, Ugh. I am. I always, I'm definitely looking for that every day. It'll make my day better. I'll start doing backflips if that happens. No, just straight out of bed, be like, yes. Yeah, I almost. I hate Bon Jovi. By the way, I, I really that I don't know what it is. Surprise me. That didn't surprise you. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't stand them. Like, it's... I mean, I really don't care either way. I, I know. I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to take away your enjoyment. I know. I mean, like, I just bon like hilarious people like doing hilarious. Covers. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, in the same way that. Uh, okay, so and you know we, we're filling a little time here. So, uh, Adam Kane of the great band Hurry Up Shotgun. Came up with a uh, great thing that instead of you know the do do like that that the when you're at the stoplights the you push the button for the walk symbol so you mm-hmm. you can walk instead of having that noise that uh, what should happen instead of hearing that like that 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 chirpy noise is uh, <laughs> not that not that uh, instead of happening with that chirpy noise then uh, let me see this is one of the ones that's got, it's got like a skit doesn't it yeah okay so um, it should sound like the drum intro for Hot for Teacher so, so it's, think about it this that way. Would so be you're way less confusing. So you're sitting there and you're, uh, yeah. You're, so you're sitting there and you're waiting for the light to turn, and then you just suddenly hear. <laughs> that means it's time to cross, <laughs> right? Well, in other places they don't have so that you, chirping noise. You're sitting there like, oh, I can't wait to cross the street and uh, get a, get a muffin for my uh, for my muffin party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, time to cross the street. Cool. <laughs> I'm blind, and I know that when I hear that, when I hear that Alex Van Halen intro, it's time to cross the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you for this? Yeah, I'm are, for are we, it. Are we going to instigate this legislation? I'm for it because when I first moved here and I heard that chirping noise, it's, I was it's like, crazy. What the you're, you're like, what? What am I listening to? <laughs> I was like so confused for what like bird three is minutes. That? Yeah. I was like, where is that coming from? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it makes it makes you feel like. Uh, and then I realized what it was, and I was like, all sorts of like, whoa. So how much more awesome whoa, would it be? If, this if, is uh, weird. Yeah, I'd probably be like, like what? Oh. And then you'd be like, yeah. And then you like you have to like get to like the like in the midsection of the uh, of the street and like do like a big David Lee Roth uh, uh, jump tribute dance split in the air, kind of like what do you call that? The high high kick jump split. We're jump split. Is that the? I don't know. No, oh, that's we're making not up technical. words. I don't know why I was I was busting balls on Hansi for misspelling a uh, posthumous posthumous posthumous. Was it misspelled? Did you figure that out? Yeah, it was a little misspelled. <laughs> It's a little misspelled. It's a little misspelled. How can you be a little? It either is or it isn't. It's, hopefully, he's not listening. He was. 
<laughs> did he message you? He did. <laughs> taking off. I got things to spell. Uh, okay, so enough nonsense. We're going to... Actually, there's never enough nonsense. Uh, we're we're going to hopefully be coming back with uh, Mr. Matt Gantling. We're going to play some March of Loaf, and uh, then we'll be... We'll be joined by the the climber, the climber, and by climber I don't mean social climber. I mean actual climber of things. We assumed, we assumed climber. Okay. Actual climber. Actually, yeah, like really, like he's actually Not climbing, climbing on things. Yeah. No. Because that's a bad. Only thing. Only in our hearts. We don't. We don't like social climbers. No. I don't. No. Do it. Does anybody? Uh. Ponder that question and uh, listen to listen to this.
Conan. The Arch of Loaf, that was Harness and Slums. Before that, we had Dead Red Eyes, great tunes all, but you know that, I know that. On the phone right now, we have Mr. Matt Gentling from the Arch of Loaf. Welcome, Matt. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. We, we, we appreciate you taking time out of uh, your busy day of climbing things to uh, speak with us here in Protonic Reversal. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Brenna. Say hello, Brenna. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, explain to me, and for, for people that are not not aware of uh, you, as they, maybe they're only aware of you in your in your musical sojourns as the excellent bass player for uh, one of my favorite bands, Arch of Loaf. 
you are a climbing aficionado, correct? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's one of my favorite things to do. And you have some kind of vocation that involves you being up on high things. Yes. Although sometimes it involves me sitting in a, in a truck for long periods of time, which is what I'm doing now. Well, good. That's it. Yeah. Hey, that, that gives us us a chance to uh, to BS. So we, we, yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, my my company is financing our uh, conversation here. <laughs> Fantastic. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So if you are, uh, what, so what is, and, and again, if, if you can't talk about the nature of the work, that that's fine. But I oh. think it, I think it's interesting. What what is it that you actually do in these polls? Yeah, we just uh, we're an inspections crew, so uh, it's usually two people crews. Is it in this at this moment? We've got three of us, and we just drive around in a truck and uh, we go climb towers, climb these towers, and and look for stuff that's wrong with them. You know, look for bent stuff, rust, missing bolts, you wow. know, things like that. We take a general inventory of the antennas on the thing, and, and uh, if they've done recent work or modifications to the tower, we'll take all the measurements and all that and make sure they're done, you know, according to the prints and all that. Interesting. And it's funny because, you know, me being, you know, I, I, I've seen, you know, you see the polls, of course, and I, I never think about anyone actually doing anything on them, I guess. You just sort of, I sort of mentally subtract them. So I mean, it makes sense that someone's right. got it sorted out, right? But I know the feeling. Well, it was a weird. It was an eye opener for me because then I started seeing everything as having like inspections people to go and check them out. Like I, I couldn't look at things like sidewalks and telephone poles and you know just pretty much everything. I'm like, there's probably somebody that comes by and inspects this stuff every now and again. But I realized like I started to get this kind of weird. Like I started to freak out a little bit. <laughs> like we have this such a huge web of in- infrastructure that's on the verge of collapse if somebody doesn't drive around and like look at it or something I'm not, i don't know yeah totally <laughs> it could be a bit overwhelming i'm sure kind of like you know almost like oh, time is a flat circle and there's a somebody <laughs> that's fixing all of this stuff everywhere oh my god yeah that's right that's right uh so i, but, I uh, go ahead sorry oh sorry uh, it's a fun job though you get to work outside and that's kind of nice uh we just drove to a real pretty part of the country with no phone service, so I'm glad that the call kind of lined up at the right time. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's it's it's great to, it's great to hear from you. It's great to talk to you, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time for it. Uh, well, thank you, man. I, I'd like to I'd like to point out, and this is not in the form of a question, but I, I don't think I think Arch of Loaf kind of accomplished a very rare thing in that uh, you guys didn't make any bad records, and you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> you have oh, wow. you have a lot of like every record. There's like a different personality and a different. Uh, Sort of uh, mood and, and feel to it, but uh, you know, there, there's no, there's no duds, really. And I man, think- I, that's nice to hear. I appreciate it. Like, we just, I don't know. It was a, it was a nice thing. We thoroughly enjoyed doing that stuff, you know. So, I, I don't know. I guess if it's that much fun, maybe try a little harder or something. I'm not sure, but I'm glad they they panned out all right. I'm not sure everybody would agree with you on that. But, uh, <laughs> But well, I'm glad you feel that way. They definitely, to, to me, the, these were very formative records to me. And, uh, you know, I was very excited because I never got the chance to see you guys the first time. So uh, you, when you when you guys came back a couple years ago and, and started playing some shows and being out there, it was it was great for me because the first time I ever saw you guys play was that show you played at the Great American Music Hall with Hurry Up Shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
when we were doddering old, washed up old has been. Uh, I, I, you were being far too modest. You you were titans of rock and roll, uh, with maybe <laughs> with maybe a, a couple pot bellies in the mix. Right there, you go. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun though. That was a really fun couple of nights. It was, and you had a, you know, it was it was a great double whammy. You had Hurry Up Shotgun the one night, and uh, Philistines on the on the other night, and uh, you know, it, it was really kind of it was kind of moving. It was also kind of interesting to see so many trucker hats in the audience. So yeah. many what? That's that's kind of normal. Some right? some indie rock trucker hats. Well, there definitely was a, was a certain amount of people like, oh, I never see you at shows anymore, and here you are. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, like you could you could tell, like the, one of the funny things about those those shows we did in 2011 and 12 it was like i think we're probably employing a lot of babysitters right now you know totally like there's some babysitters watching people's kids right now right right and that's you know and and that's kind of in and of itself kind of interesting do you see that was that the case throughout you know all the different places that you guys played on these reunion shows definitely definitely like a lot of folks from you know like a lot of people our age you know right which was which is awesome but, I mean, there were a lot of younger people, too, which which was great, too. It was, it was a nice mix. Like, I don't know. I couldn't have been happier with it. Well, and that, that, it, was, that, was, that was the next thing I was going to get to is that, you know, there's also, like, a lot of, you know, there was, like, 16-, 17-year-old kids there that, uh, that was, like, and they were, like, singing along to every word. And, how, like, how, how much of it, that's got to be a trip. That Man, it was, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, it's like, oh, shit, I better not fuck up, you know? Right. <laughs> Put some pressure on. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. I'm cussing. I, I forgot about that. You know, it, it, it's okay. We're 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 currently uh, it, it's we're we're not actually broadcasting that on the FM band right now, so you can you can oh, curse all okay. you want. So, oh, I, good. <laughs> well, don't say that because I, I want to curse all the time. Right. Exactly. You know, you keep keep it. Uh, you know, keep it's it feasible. I'll, right. uh, yeah, I'll restrain myself. So, so what was it like, uh, you know, getting back and playing with those guys? I mean, because you guys were you were playing for for a long time, and you made a lot of records. So, was was it just like slipping back into like the comfortable pair of shoes, or was it? In a lot of ways, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. Like, um, you know, we, I I like beat my head against the wall trying to relearn some of those songs until finally, like on a couple of them, I just couldn't do it and didn't think I'd be able to play it. And I and when I finally gave up. And just said, you guys play it, you know, when we were practicing. I'll just kind of sit here and feel despairing or something. And then all of a sudden, it's just all subconscious. Like, your hands just start doing it. Like, and I, I was, I'll, I'll be over here going, e, 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 e. Right, right. <laughs> Which, of course, is yeah. not what you do at all. But Well, fortunately, like, yeah, fortunately, I wasn't that much of a bass player to begin with. So it's pretty easy to relearn those things. But, um but yeah, I'd just be watching. It was the weirdest experience because like everything would be going from the spine down. You know, I'd just be watching my hands do stuff, and I'd I'd be like, okay, making mental notes in the front of my brain, like, okay, yeah, I remember to do that and that and that. It was really strange. No, I gotta imagine because I mean, it just and then at some point, just you know, the muscle memory kick in, and you're just like, oh yeah, that. Well, that's it. That's what I mean. Is like the muscle memory was just doing its thing, and then the, the front of my brain was taking notes like watching it and taking notes it was really bizarre that's nuts like crazy experience yeah out of body experience man it was really heavy (laughs) (laughs) so what would you say the main difference was uh between doing these all these reunion shows and and playing now as versus to when you were when you're doing it the uh the first go round oh 
Oh, man, it was very different. Like, aside from what we were just talking about, like, the actual, once you're playing, it felt just like just like back then, I guess. But um, other than that, you know, I we were all working our, our day jobs, and then when the weekend would come, we would go somewhere for two days and play and then come home and go back to work, you know. Which, in a way, was kind of like the very first few trips we did, you know, where we we were going broke steadily. And so you'd have to, like, hurry home and make, make some money to kind of pay your rent and your phone bill and all that. <laughs> yes, that is, that is a drill I know very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but just cool, man. It was, like, it was like two of the best years of my life, probably. And, uh, you know, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> right. I mean, the rest of it's going to be a slow slide into uh, madness and uh, despair. But, you know, hey, that I was know. good. I, yeah. <laughs> Now I've just, all I need is some syphilis, you know? Right, exa- exactly. Now, I mean, it's, I don't want to belabor the point, but it, it was kind of like, I, so I put it this way, that there's a lot of bands that are reunited. I'm not sure if you noticed that or not, but it, yes. a lot of them have either have no business reuniting or very clearly they're just, you know, they're, they're, trying, they're trying to cash in, cash in some money, pay, you know, pay, pay it on the mortgage, whatever. And some of it's kind of cool and some of it's like, all right, whatever. This was for me, and maybe I'm just just me talking. But my name is on the show, so I'm going to talk. <laughs> uh, it felt different. It felt like there was. I, I don't know. I, I can't explain other than it felt different. But it felt like a little more vital, and it felt like I don't know. You know I, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Like, I mean, we certainly weren't. We we didn't hesitate in cashing any checks. I, I won't lie. But. <laughs> But I think I think the phrase is uh, cashing checks and choking necks. Go ahead. Right, right, right. But at the same time, it was yeah, we it, we did it for fun. You know, we wouldn't have done it if it, if it wasn't a blast. You know, and 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 that was really the main reason. Like none of us really needed the money or anything. It was it was that was a nice welcome thing. It helped pay for like when my entire plumbing system my pressed out. It paid for that, so that was good. But. And it wasn't because of anything I did. Again, everybody's out there making jokes in their minds. Um, but <laughs> but it, it was cool. It, it was no. I mean, we just had a hankering to do it, you know. And we thought we might, but we didn't know. And and so then we we tried it, and it was a blast. We had a really good time. No, Bachman got real busy with Nico, so he, you know. Well, and that's, he hasn't had much time. Yeah, that's why I was gonna was gonna mention is that I know that uh, Eric Bachman, uh, your 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 very tall singer and the guitar player yes. that plays uh, one of the guitar players, he joined Nico Case's touring band uh, playing guitar and piano. Yep, yep, and uh, that was great. Like he he had he really enjoyed that, you know. But it, it was a different world for him because he was doing he's basically like you know like a session guy in that. In so, that band, right? A session, you know, he's not writing, and that's like the first time I think he's really done a significant amount of touring on someone else's songs, like you know, playing parts that someone else wrote and all that. Well, and, and that's I'm um, sure ultimately it's a little bit less fun. Although you know, Nico's songs are awesome and she's awesome. And everybody on that tour is great, so I imagine it was a, it was a great experience. Well, at the same time, yeah, he's a, know, he's crooked fingers. He's a he's a pretty prolific songwriter himself, so it's got to be an interesting changeup for him. Yeah, he, he's yeah. He is like one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Like he's ridiculous, ridiculous. And he's a lot of people don't know, don't realize how absolutely hysterically funny he is too. Like his sense of humor is outrageous. Like really, really good. 
I well, have to say that about all those guys. Yeah, so, and because we, we love uh, sort of ribald stories uh, of sorts, there was one that was, that was related to me at the Great American Music Hall show uh, that I believe I start, started with the phrase, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, I, I kind of got that story going. That, that was from uh, a version of a, there was a, it was a National Geographic TV special on uh, prison gangs, and that particular episode was the Aryan Brotherhood. And the weirdest thing is that show has come back on Netflix. I, I got all excited. Oh, everybody can see this one guy and his, and hear him talk about this thing that I thought was so funny. Which I found only to find out they edited every reference to it out. Like he he talked about in the in the version I saw live, he, he was talking about keister stashing, and he, he was all something. <laughs> He'd say, you know, well, you know, if you've got to get your shiv out into the yard to, you know, do a job on somebody, you've got to sneak your shiv down there. And how, how are you going to do that? You're going to keister stash it, you know, in your rectum. <laughs> and he, he said he referenced that like about five times in the show. And so I told everybody about it, and we all had a good laugh. And then I found it on Netflix and no sign of it. It was almost like Stalin-esque, like it had been wow. completely disappeared. Redacted. Like from the record. Yeah, redacted entirely. Yeah, like it never happened. And then I started to doubt myself, you know? <laughs> but did I imagine I the whole thing? Think, am I that messed up that, yeah, yeah. Suddenly you're in the usual suspects, and you're like, oh my God, that was Kaiser so say the whole time. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, like my brain came up with this. <laughs> like a toilet in there. <laughs> you know, I'm like a, a toilet with ears on the side. <laughs> that terrible. That, that, that's an evocative image. <laughs> <laughs> Take that one home with you. <laughs> Uh, so, so in 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 uh, in non in non uh, evocative images involving toilets, uh, you uh, when you guys did do these reunion shows, I, I was actually really impressed. Impressed, I guess is the right word. That uh, you, you see, it seemed like there was a lot of thought put into who you were playing with, and I'm I'm calling attention to a, a few uh, situations, like you know, uh, I, I believe you had a you know, if I if I had a hi fi, I think. Uh, we're in the mix, yep. and yep, yep. the aforementioned Hurry Up Shotgun, Philistines, like great, really great bands, and bands that sort of like actually embodied the local flavor of, uh, you know, the sort of like maybe not the popular kids, but like the really good bands that kind of fit right, with what right. you guys did, even though you guys were, are sort of in this echelon of being like, oh, you're indie rock royalty or whatever now, but... right. That's not you guys came from just being in that same. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't there. But <laughs> well, thanks, man. I mean, that was always something we tried to do. You know, it was like that's the fun of it. Is like the fun of traveling around playing music is you meet all these people, and that's how you like a lot of the, my favorite bands I've, I've found out about just as we ended up getting smashed onto a bill together, and then I'd be like, whoa, these guys are awesome. But, you know, as much as I'd like to take credit for a lot of those, like the, the If I Had a Hot Fly thing and the Gary and I think even Hurry Up Shotgun, that was all on them. Like they, and mainly through that electrical audio forum, you know, people would kind of track me down and say, hey, I hear you guys are playing some shows. Um, our band would love to play with you, you know, and, and it'd kind of go from there. We'd just kind of start a conversation and it just sort of one thing came, you know, 
one thing led to another, and the next thing you know, you're playing. And then one of the coolest experiences was playing with those those guys in the Gary. I, I don't know if yeah. you know those guys. Oh yeah, no, they're 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 good they're friends and good, good friends of the show. And I was very pleased to host them last year at the uh, first PRF Barbecue West, uh, and it was yeah, that was that was they're really, really cool. good. And, and not only that, but they're like some of the most amazing human beings I've, I've met in a long, long time. Like just absolutely wonderful, wonderful people, you know. And uh, that was the coolest thing, like meeting all these people that turn out to be awesome, like just excellent humans, you know. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's it was, uh, and, and that's kind of like the, I don't know, it's a good example of it. And again, for this show, all roads do seem to lead back to the PRF at some point or another. Uh, and that's something that you know we talked about briefly with Steve Albini when when he was on, and how it became has become just sort of the self sustaining, unique thing that doesn't even necessarily have that much to do with the studio all the time. It's just kind of this remarkable community of of people doing cool stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, yeah, the Hi Fi guys were awesome. Like, they were super cool guys, and like everybody was great. And even the, even the kind of more like kind of established bands like we play with the Mets we played several shows with Mets and, and they're awesome oh yeah they're really, they're really good really I like good. them mm-hmm. they're, they're a great band but they're also excellent excellent people you know and that that was cool and the whole community just got good folks in it, it it'd be great if there's so, I mean, just once you know it'd be like oh they're a great band but god they're bastards I know right yeah that doesn't happen that often I don't feel like well I, I think there are probably there are probably some examples. There's of that. probably a couple. Maybe that'll be the maybe I'll make a new band and that'll that'll be my concept for the band. Is I'll just be a total bastard, but be the best <laughs> band in the world. <laughs> Bringing balance to the world, right? Oh, they, the music's so great, but oh, he's such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think I can wear that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you can. Yeah. You have to get That's other people right. to be on board. You need, yeah, exactly. People the have to other be in people on the joke. have to be unsuspecting, though. They right. have to actually be jerks. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually get a band full of jerks, and then I'll <laughs> act the part and be like, "Sorry, guys, it's Andy Kaufman esque." <laughs> yeah, method acting. <laughs> method acting, indeed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we ha- we have a question in on the uh, chat box here about uh, I'm supposed to ask uh, from this is from Mr. Christopher Kasugas of uh, fe- uh, formerly of Feeling Gravity's Pull. Uh, this is. Ask about stealing Weezer's sandwiches. I don't know what that sentence means, but... Ask about what? Stealing Weezer's sandwiches. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was... Well, we did that several times. <laughs> um, they, they had this pretty impressive spread. Their sound guy kind of tweaked and, and uh, modified their, their riders. And uh, they were really nice guys, like really good, good guys. But they would have this incredible spread, and you know we were just getting our butts handed to us on that tour. Like the ride, the drives are really long, the clubs are really big, and and larger clubs are, are not particularly accommodating to the little guys, the little bands that come through. And so you know we we're just taking abuse and like driving a lot, and we had one van dying under us. I got the worst case of strep throat I'd ever got in my life. And oh man! All this kind of stuff was going wrong, you know. And, and uh, we were driving a rider truck, and that thing got towed at one point for no reason in New York City and broken into. And uh, wow! So you know we were just getting beat up pretty hard on that tour. So we thought, well, we we'll treat ourselves, and we would scurry into Weezer's dressing room while they were playing. And, they, and <laughs> one thing they would do is they would play the same set every night, which was kind of a drag, but. I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean that. It seemed like the kind of band that would that would definitely do that. 
Yeah, I, I wish they did. I wish they had, and maybe they've changed that later in their in their uh, later incarnations. But anyway, at the time, it made it really easy to to do your timing. You know, you could you're like, okay, this is uh, they got about three more. <laughs> so you know, you go in there, and, and most of those guys really didn't drink. So you know, we would we, some of their beer might go missing. <laughs> and uh, you know the sound guy put a, had him put a bunch of beer on their on their rider, even though none of them really ever drank it. So we felt justified in help letting it not go to waste. And exactly. then we'd go and they'd we'd make sandwiches. They had all this deli stuff up there, and we'd just like <laughs> make a whole bunch of sandwiches. And one night we were in uh, Montreal, and we had to we had to drive after the show that night and be in Boston by the next early afternoon. So you know we were tired. We went in, and we're it, making. It takes a lot out of you making all those sandwiches out of uh, Weezer's deli meats. Yeah, we had to stock up, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, and and the weird thing was, you had to walk kind of partially on stage, and go up this really exposed staircase. Like probably about percent <laughs> of the audience could see these people scurrying up the stairway back in the shadows, up into this like suspended, like elevated, sort of room that was all windows. So you could look down on the stage. And we're sitting there making sandwiches, and, uh, you know, Weezer's finishing up their last song when suddenly we realize, oh, my God, this is the last song in their set. Everybody cheese it. So we, you know, we packed up our sandwiches, and we must have rounded the corner. Like, if they had finished that song five seconds earlier, they would have, like, put their instruments down, turned around, and seen, like, four dudes, like... <laughs> hitting the bottom of their staircase with sandwiches in our hands. Just booking it with a hoagie. Yeah, we, we, we got away with it that time. Hauling ass with a Dagwood in hand. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, the Dagwood Express, the Dagwood Railroad. But, yeah, it was that was really fun, you know. But we got along pretty well with those guys. They're, they're real nice guys. <laughs> yeah, they, they seem like, yes, uh, they, they seem like they would be nice guys. And, and yeah, I'll, Brian. I'll, I'll leave it that. It, I guess Brian, the guitarist, uh, at the time, he he didn't. I don't know if he was with them on the next album or not. But uh, he uh, he was from Knoxville, so, so he's from pretty close to where I'm from. Okay. And uh, I met his I met his parents when we played down in Atlanta. They came down from Knoxville, and hung out with Brian's parents, nice folks. Very cool. That's 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 yep. always nice. So and, yeah, yeah, and I think uh, there's some EGC representation in, in Weezer these days. Too, I think I don't know. I don't pay that much it attention was, to it them. Was, it was that blue album with the sweater song and my name is Jonas. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Buddy Holly on it or Buddy Hackett, as I like to. Buddy. Call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you? I look just like Buddy Hackett and and your Marilyn McCoo. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I like it. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a main material. I I'm thought that it. was a nice pairing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just call me. I'll I'll like I'll fix all your lyrics. Yeah, that's that's so, uh, I, a million times better. I, I, I feel like I've uh, you know I, I've been remiss in not doing this in the past. I've I mean, been trying to get people to sing "No Pants" instead of "Let's Dance" for years. Oh, no the, the, Ooh, the David like Bowie that. song. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it, pit, it fits perfectly. It's way better than "Let's Dance." Yeah, it really. And you know what? If he really was a good songwriter, he would have seen that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put on your red shoes and pants, the fools. I mean, come on. <laughs> so it just goes to show you everybody sleeps sometimes. You know? Right, exactly. Even <laughs> even Bowie. Yeah. yeah, even Bowie. <laughs> even Bowie has to have his beauty naps. <laughs> Fantastic. 
<laughs> so what do, what do you think is, uh, you know, and, and when you guys were around, well, I guess, you know, in the reunion days as well, but it, the first go-around, what do you think is the most mismatched bill that you guys ended up on, where you're just like, oh, why are we here? Like, what's, what's, what's oh, going on? Oh, gosh. Oh, actually, one of the most mismatched bills we were ever on turned out to be one of the funnest nights. It was in uh, Malmo, Sweden. Really? And uh, we had this Irish tour manager who was just awesome, like, really cool guy. And he comes in, like, after we sound check, and he's like, okay, you guys will be going on at uh, 10.30 after the Bolivian folk band. <laughs> and, uh, and then just before them is the theater group doing their one-act play. What? What? And we were like, we were like, yeah, totally, haha. No, seriously, who else is playing with us? He's like, I'm not kidding you guys, that's what it is. <laughs> And the, the one-act play was this weird, like, postmodern, like, abstract, like, castration play. There was, like, a guy dressed up in a giant, giant palace running around, and they, I think they chopped him off at the feet. And the feet? And, him off. and uh, now... So like a dark comedy that only the Swedish can, can produce. Right, right. And then, uh, and then after them was this Bolivian folk band. They relocated from Bolivia to uh, Sweden. Because I guess the climate was similar, and uh, <laughs> they wanted to be closer to the one act plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were super cool. They were called Mundo Folk, and uh, really good guys. A three piece, and and amazing, like really, really good. And the, the funniest thing about them was they were playing all this like beautiful traditional Andean music. And the guy in the middle, he had like about eight pan flutes strung around his neck, <laughs> and a few other types, like just on like on like yama yarn on his neck, you know, and he would pick up and would just, like, shred on this thing, just, but it was all, it was all beautiful, traditional, like, right. amazing Traditional shredding, but shredding nonetheless, yeah. Right, exactly, exactly, and, and he, uh, he had in front of him, this, on a little stand, like, little, tiniest little, uh, drum pad, like, little digital, like, you know, drum pad thing, and he would occasionally, like, do these little syncopated rhythms once they started really getting going on the guitar and one of those sort of like kind of South American guitar-like instruments and he would lean forward and just like start making this like like these little beats that sounded like you know I don't know like icy cold Teutonic 80s music <laughs> wow. it, was, yeah. it was really funny like yeah, it I just seemed kind of out of place with all this real folky you know Andean music but, but they were awesome they were a really really good band so you had that, and there was the castration play, and then suddenly here comes Arch of Loaf, uh, you know, uh, playing the playing all the hits like uh, Harness and Slums. Here we go. Like, is it? Nope. Yeah, and then, and then we play, then we did whatever it is. Yeah, we did like our music, you know. And then, but the, the best part is I remember sitting with. Um, well, at least you know you can go as out like the set list can be as crazy as you want, and you're not going to you know freak anybody out. Or I mean, at that point, it's you're not going to disrupt. You're not going to disrupt the flow because there isn't. Right. Exactly. Must be kind and, of freeing. Uh, it's all turbulent, but um, it was in this little like art space, and uh, there were all these kind of installations. And one of them was right in the middle of the floor, in front of the stage, was a big pile of tires. And hidden inside the tires were a bunch of smoke machines, and like the tires would just like a tire fire would just start. The tire pile would start smoking. <laughs> I loved like everything about that whole place was awesome. Like it was just they had a really good sense of humor and. And it was just neat. It was, everybody was so cool there. Wow, it was a wonderful trip. 
Yeah, that actually sounds kind yeah. of kind of badass. I mean, it doesn't sound like a yeah, bummer at all. Mark and I watched it all from the tire pile. We sat up on the tires. <laughs> nice. The tires. Of course he did. With the smoke. Yeah, I know. Yeah, all right. Yeah, where else would you find us, I guess? <laughs> We're from North Carolina. <laughs> oh, tire pile? We feel right at home. Tire fire in North Carolina. <laughs> Anybody got any moonshine or any other tropes that we can embody? <laughs> It's That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love my Southerners. <laughs> Brenna, my co-host Brenna is also a, a Southern, a Southern belle. <laughs> I'm from Gainesville, Florida. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, I like Gainesville. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a great town. It's a great town. Yeah, I mean, I left for a reason, but I I deeply love it. And all my, it turns out, I just moved. All my roommates are from the South. My roommate's boyfriend yeah. is from the South. And then a bunch of, like, one of my roommates owns a business here, and all of his employees are from the South. It's really weird. It's like we found a little safe haven in San Francisco of Southerners. The South is a wonderful place. It gets kind of maligned, you know? Yeah, it really does. It's a wonderful place. Southerners, the Southeastern people in our country have got a really complex and nuanced relationship with, like, irony and sarcasm. It's true. And... And there's a darkness to the humor that that I really like, mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of people like a lot of people outside the South don't quite get Southern humor. No, they don't. Um, not because they don't have the capacity, but because they, they don't see it coming. Like it, it just yeah, it, it's a strange. There's something culturally to the South that's unique, and it's, it's really neat. It's very misunderstood, and there's actually a movie called Searching for the Wrong-Eyed Jesus that's, like, the best yeah. explanation of the, of the South that, hmm. that okay. I could I could possibly, like, give. It's, it's really good. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. What's it called again? Searching for the Wrong-Eyed Jesus. It's, okay. It's by Jim White, who is also a musician... Oh, okay. the, the country Jim White or the one from the D3? Probably the country one. I, I think the country one. Okay. Yeah, but he, he goes around to, like, they start out in Florida. He goes to North Carolina. He goes to South Carolina and um, Mississippi and just, like, talking to people in small towns and stuff. And the, the handsome family is in it, too. Oh, yeah, like 16 horsepower. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that looks like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, it's a really good documentary, the way that he explains the South. It, like... He uses a lot of analogies, but it makes so much sense because people like just it's so misunderstood. And it's not right. like I'm not saying it's not weird. It's certainly weird, but it's like. Right, right. And there's and, there, you know, and, and, and a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of stereotypical stuff is, is true and is bad. But it's not it's, it's a very it is a misunderstood place. I think people tend to simplify it because it's right. easier. Right. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you if you make something, it's the things that are contrary and and contradictory a little bit get kind of washed out. Yeah, and it, it creates too much dissonance. You know, when it, when considering the South. You know? Right. If you're like open to accepting and not making fun of, then that means you have to like start questioning your own thought processes. <laughs> I think that's just right, too much right. for people. Which is yeah, exactly. That's fine. That's. You know, I just like I get all like huffy, and I'm like, sure, you don't know what you're talking right, about. Right. Like, oh, yeah, the South—that's yeah. just a bunch of people uh, screwing each other's cousins and uh, you know, jackass, right? It's like, oh, all, come you, on. You're right, like, right. yes, but well, yes, but <laughs> that's not well, it. Yeah, that's, that's me. I like I I don't like to personally. I'm not real comfortable doing the regionalistic thing. Like, I, you know, right. 
I love the differences between regions, and I love regionalistic accents and traditions and cultures and all that, but as far as, you know, finding fault with certain regions, you know, it's all like, it's just a pile of human beings and we're messy. And there's good and bad and, you know, and all of it, yeah, you know. Yeah. You can't really make, yeah, you can't, you can make those generalizations, you, they're just, in my opinion, not super legitimate to make. So th- that so then in the art, the travels of Arch of Loaf, what what have you noticed to be like some of the more interesting or maybe misunderstood uh, things about different regions uh, in the areas that you guys have you know traveled and, and played shows and in your in your adventures? Oh, That's a tough question. I don't know. We I, ask the tough uh, questions here. <laughs> right. <laughs> The hard hitting, uh, the hard hitting, show. Yep. There's a Dateline sound going on. You just can't hear it. I can make that happen. <laughs> I I can't answer that at this point in time. <laughs> no, I, um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, everywhere I go, I feel like it's different. It's um, that's all for this edition of Dateline Sunday. We'll see you again. <laughs> <Friday>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't I'm help myself. I'm trying to think of areas that we've been that that really surprised us in one way or another but I don't know in a way I I don't know what to expect so it's always a surprise you know everywhere I go I guess so maybe the better and question I, might be what what are some areas that you really liked or that you really felt like an affinity for that were, you're like oh wow this place is like super cool I had no idea like was there any place that well, like, kind of blew you away Chicago definitely I mean just instantly grabbed us and was wonderful you know um, it's a great to town. Of other, there were, what's that? Yeah, I said, yeah, Chicago's a great town. Oh, it's a, it's a wonderful town, and, and uh, but that's kind of expected, I guess. You know, you kind of see that coming. I, I'm trying to think of, like, some small towns where, where things went really well. We had we had a really great show in, in Chico, California, back in 94 that was really fun. That was nice. one of the funnest shows I've ever played. And uh, Well, and the whole Scandinavia thing, we didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yeah, how could you? Yeah. It went. It, yeah, it was. It was really nice. Like everybody there was just super cool. And we ended up playing. We did a couple of festivals where we did one festival where we were the only non-Swedish band. I think. Oh wow! So how was that? It was well, crazy. Yeah, that's. And that's, it was up north. It was. It was like about fifty miles or less south of the Arctic Circle, like way up there wow. in a town called uh, Skelleftio. And we played with this like like death metal band like almost like black metal band called uh, Breach and maybe my memory has it wrong but I swear like the singer had like kind of short hair and was wearing like khakis and a button down shirt and they played this like serious like Scandinavian black metal <laughs> and uh, nice. we later rented a van from them uh, that we that we did a trip around around Scandinavia it was like this it was a Chevy van like a looked like a 1979 Chevy van or something that was awesome. And it had, like, black leather interior and was just really, really slamming. So we were styling our way around there. But uh, And, and then there, they played, like, there's a local or a, a Swedish guy who he's a little bit off, and he did these sort of, like, tuneless covers of Elvis songs with a real heavy Swedish accent. <laughs> and Fantastic. they were playing all of his stuff in between sets. So that was a really weird experience. Wow. And in that case, yeah, you know, Arch of Loaf are sort of the ambassadors for the United States of America to this. Uh, yeah, too. we were the one non-Swedish band, I believe. And, you know, it got it got a little bit dim 
at maybe around two in the morning. But that was as dark as it got. It just was light all oh, that's night. So crazy, yeah. I and bet- it was really cool. I, I remember, like, I, I went and I saw a hedgehog crossing the street, and uh, kind of scratched it behind the ears like a little pet. And oh. then, they, then they chose to tell me that those things have lice all over them most of the time. Ah. This one, I must have had, I must have good taste in hedgehogs because this one's nice and clean. That one had a clean bill of health. Exactly. He owned an apartment down the street. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, the culture's a little different up there, and hedgehogs, uh, you know, a, they have to save up money for school. It's not frowned upon. He found a, a winning lottery ticket while he was uh, foraging for food in the garbage. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Set him up really nicely, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that Scandinavia was just has always been great. And, and Australia, that was a madhouse. That was one of the most wonderful tours ever. Like, getting to go to Australia, and everybody that would show up was just going nuts. Like, just really, really fun, awesome, awesome people, and... So, you know, those those two extremes were just, man, just really good experiences. Yeah, it sounds okay. That's it. <laughs> sounds all right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, being able to reflect on that kind of stuff, it's, you're spoiled, you know. Like, if you've got that kind of stuff in your life, pretty ridiculous. Well, yeah, and it's, it's sort of like, you know, there are adventures that, you know, even if you're not necessarily have uh, talking about them every day they can always just be nestle nicely as part of who you are and that's gonna that's kind of cool it's kind of incredible. it is cool yeah it, it's like cooler than cool almost it's just a lucky thing you know I, I i have trouble believing it sometimes you know well i mean i think there's a lot of skill to it as well like i, I mean you, like like i said and i'm gonna stand by it like i don't think you guys made a bad record like you had a almost like creedence clearwater revival uh, sort of style oh, man. of just Jeez, well, thanks. yeah like it was all very consistent and like they didn't always sound exactly all like each other but it always sounded like you guys and that's that they're a lot it's, it's very few yeah, bands that's... that can pull that off shellac maybe uh melvin's oh. yeah you know you're in a you rarefied anything era. nicer man <laughs> check is in the mail <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then i will be cashing the checks and choking the next absolutely do it that is definitely a title I can see you with. Yeah, I, I think Professional I can Professional neck choker and cash checker. Yes. I mean, check casher. Check casher. Yeah, we'll yeah. work cash on that title. Checker. That would look good on a business card. It's true. Why? Yeah, I think I know someone that can get you those somewhere. So, and There's probably a truck stop where you can get them made. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and you've been... Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us, and, and you've you've been uh, super cool. Just one thing, one other thing I want to uh, just kind of I'm curious about. I guess might be the, the best uh, yeah. the, the best way to put it is uh, the, the the television show Archers, uh, the yeah. Archer. Um, there was that that almost like throwaway line, the, the Archers of Loaf Cross. But you actually have a kind of storied relationship uh, with the, the the guy who does that show, that right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a really weird coincidence because. I fell in love with the show before I realized it was Adam that did it. And uh, and I've lost touch with him. Eric Johnson touched with him. But, uh, yeah, I used, to, I used to be on the on the same team, T-ball team as him when I was a little kid. Like, we played T-ball, Little League together. Wow. He, he, he was always a, a really, really intelligent, funny, like, really, really funny guy and cool guy. But, uh, yeah, it was just a coincidence, like, the name thing. And then uh, he, it was all him that made that reference, you know, it was Adam that, yeah. that put that loaf cross reference in there. And, 
he and he and Eric Johnson are, are you know Facebook friends, and Eric said he he sent him a message saying thanks for that, and he, he just said you're welcome. Well, and that was definitely something that, and again, uh, we're talking about the FX show Archer, uh, the cartoons send up sort of like James Bond style uh, farce sort of situation. And for people like me, my favorite TV shows out there. It's so funny. It's so great. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, and I was just sitting there watching it. Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm like, Archers of Loaf Cross. Holy crap, that's amazing. (laughs) Wait, like, I don't know. I didn't see the Archer talks about a lacrosse team that he was on, and that like that was the name of Archers of Loaf Cross. Oh, (laughs) that's great. Yeah, that's great. And I I didn't, I had, I didn't see the episode until well after it actually aired. You know, and so my friends were all telling me about it, and I was kind of playing catch up via Netflix. You know, catching up on it, and uh, um. But yeah, I finally saw the episode. <laughs> it was great. It just was so fun hearing that, you know. But yeah. thanks, Adam. That's pretty great. Yeah, it was cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I almost could find the episode, but not quite. It would have been cool, but hey. Uh, hey, so, Matt, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, I guess last question here is that, uh, you know, obviously we got uh, Eric all busy with the uh, Nico case, but uh, can we can we expect any more Archer shows coming down the line? Are we going to be able to to do some, some rocking in the future? I don't know. I don't know. There, there was a, a possibility of getting a couple shows together, like, a while back, and they fell through for I don't know what reason. But um, it didn't quite happen. But we're all we all stay in touch, and and I think everybody would love to play more. You know, I think I, I feel safe in speaking for the audience when I say that we would like that as well. Oh, thanks, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, with this job, I don't and I don't play. Like I forgot how to play. I'm sure that's not and, true. But go uh, ahead and all that. But it's uh, I miss it. I really I, I miss playing in any capacity. Like well, Eric Johnson's keeping me sane. He's like. I'll come home and he'll be like, "I got a song for you," and he'll have written a song and, and want me to put bass on it. So nice. I'll go over to his house and we'll sit around me and Eric and the dog and uh, play some music. Which is nice. And, and don't you have? Uh, if I remember correctly, you either were looking at or you already got an electrical guitar company bass. Yeah, right? I got one. I got it uh, in 2012, featuring former guest Kevin Burkett of uh, Electrical Guitar Company. Great dude. Uh, Flor- oh, Florida yeah, guy, Southerner, Southerner, <laughs> uh, and absolutely, yeah, those are, those are great guitars. It's, uh, no, it's it's a great it's a great bass. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So you got to get out here and uh, and bring bring that guitar so we, we can see it rock out with that. Mm-hmm. All right, you mm-hmm. got it. Yes. <laughs> All right, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'll stay in touch. Yeah, please do. You you, you got the number, brother. Absolutely. Take care, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Matt. Bye. Bye. There we go. Matt Ganlin from the Arch of Loaf. What a cool guy. Yeah, he seems so nice. Yeah, great dude. Uh, let's uh, let's hear a song. This is a uh, toast.
All right. thing happening. That was uh, Nostalgia by Arch of Loaf. I was not quick enough to uh, put on another song after that. So this, we're going to back announce that. And before that, we had Toast. Toast! Bye. I love your inner monologue that's an outer monologue. Arch of Loaf. I know. It's I, Sometimes I listen back to this show. Sometimes I listen. Actually, I, I, mean, I, regularly, I regularly listen back to the show, but sometimes I listen back to, to the show, and the few things that make me cringe is my laugh almost always. Oh, I, I, I loathe it. Everyone hates their laugh. And then I uh, hate my laugh. when I when I inter yeah when I do externalize things that probably don't need to be externalized. Uh, That's for, also for a thing that many people do, yeah. and they always sound crazy, and people make fun of them, but we all do it. Mm-hmm. I'm better at doing the. Um, not doing ums and uhs as much as I used to, which was something that used to really drive me crazy that, that I did. But yeah, the pantheon of things that annoy me about myself, those are those are demigods, if not gods themselves. Yeah. I I that's why I don't like the sound I actually really hate the sound of my voice recorded. That's you see, that's ridiculous, though. I mean, but I, I don't. It's, well, I know. No, that I know. It's, I know that's ridiculous, and the the. But it doesn't. It's a thing the, that clearly I'm confronting. Right. <laughs> I know. And when my friends tell me that they like it, I'm like, "Wow, okay." Moving forward with check things I've dealt with in life. Check, yeah. you know. So, the, just you know, acceptance. It's taken me, gosh, how long have I been playing in bands? Fifteen years to get to like be okay with where my singing voice is at and just be like okay it's not instantly annoying to me well i mean yeah check mark yeah check acceptance (laughs) acceptance check although yesterday i was talking to myself out loud in the kitchen and i realized that i sound just like my mom and it scared the crap out of me and i was like okay no more of this no more talking to yourself i know well and that's and honestly uh, Tori, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but some of the, some of the things that I, when I when I do the inner monologue stuff, it reminds me of stuff that my dad does, and the stuff that I'd be like, "Why are you saying that all out loud?" Then <laughs> like I would just be annoyed at him because you were a kid and you're always annoyed at what your parents do, right? Right. Uh, but then I'll I'll think back and like that's exactly something that Tori would say, and yeah. I'll just be like, oh, "It's pretty scary." Darn it! But I mean, then- I, and I love him. I, I love my dad, and and he's great, and he, he's an awesome dude. And there's some ways I'm very happy to, to be compared to him because he's, he's a great guy but well, you some, are him but there yeah but there are some things where i'm like oh that, I, I just sounded like my dad there i know it's That's a it's drag. a terrifying reality that we all have to deal with yeah and you know it's a first world problem but i be. we should bring up the whole discussion of johnny tooch says that your voice sounds great oh thanks and, and i agree so we I should bring up that. what it's what, what are we gonna say oh the idea of um, that we both considering getting rid of the, the Facebook the murder Facebook, suicide pack. Yeah, we just made a <laughs> Facebook murder suicide pack. We're going to drink hemlock um, via Facebook. Yeah, I think I'm over it, man. Like it's I, the only real reason. And I was I asked myself all the questions, like why am I hanging? And so last week's episode, I uh, had Rudabeg on, broadcasted live from uh, you know, Storm That's Apocalypse. Right. It was sick. It was different. Monsoon land. It was broadcasted from the Neutron House, so I didn't actually have to go outside. It was sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I, I, Garth from the Rutabaga ha- quit Facebook sometime back. Mm-hmm. And I, I happened to just, you know, it was a perfectly fine interview. I conducted the end of it, and I was just like, hey, how's that? Let me ask you on air, because yeah. I'm completely unprofessional in every way. <laughs> 
And uh, you know, and he told me, and it's, it's, I was just was like, oh, and and here's what the takeaway with that was. I was like, that sounds so nice. Yeah, is, is what I thought, and I was like, wow. Yeah, maybe maybe I don't need to be on that anymore. Well, or I at least for a while, try, try it yeah. out and I not do You it. can get it back. That's the thing is like you can deactivate your account and then come back later right. if you want. It's just, I was just saying, I feel like it's a waste of time. Like I don't gain anything except that I'm from another state and I do sometimes keep like, it's people good get a to hold keep of in me. touch yeah especially for people that just refuse to email or don't have any interest in email or are unaware that email exists or you know whatever um, it's great for keeping in touch with, with that but it's also like okay but how much of that is actually happening how much are you just seeing like the latest you know oh here's the article about a pomplamoose oh, great <laughs> Pomple moose. I love pomple moose. Can't can't wait to ignore that. I mean, well, that's the <laughs> other thing is like it's also the algorithms have become so like tailored that's like totally. I only see certain people's posts, and I also like see certain people's posts that I don't want to see. And then everyone's all like, um, "Oh man, damn it! I was gonna do a thing." Uh, yeah, but then like you know, everyone's you know, it, it's and by just, that point they've generally walked away. You know, when when you've when you're looking at something like that, and you have uh, and you have everyone that is you know just desperately trying to get some more likes over here. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I was trying to do. That was a long. Yeah, more likes, more likes. Get some more likes over here. That's Shannon Core, by the way. Well, my likes over here. My Instagram likes over here. Oh my god! My Instagram account gets way more attention than than whatever Facebook is No like, big deal, but my Instagram account is uh, trending, so... Uh, well, it, actually, the mission... Oh, is it? No. <laughs> I just... I'm like... I think that my visual eye is just more interesting than what I have to say I actually have Facebook. nothing against Instagram. I kind of like Instagram because it is just like... It's pictures. And, and it's Are simple. some of them annoying and pretentious? Sure, but it's, it's, for the most part, even like annoying or pretentious people, like I'll... Hey, that's a cool picture. Right on. I like that. Or I will say something about that or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I guess with Facebook, it's just, it's become, it's this weird monstrosity of things that is a reality in our modern world that people actually like have gotten fired for things or things right. come out into the world. And it's like, well, also apparently someone, people keep telling me I'm like in magazines. Like there are pictures of me in what? coffee magazines that I have never seen. You have and weird problems. Go ahead. <laughs> well, they're like, Oh, just pay attention on Facebook. You're in a bunch of like these magazines. I'm like, well, like, I don't how want come... to pay attention on Facebook. But how come no one like personally let me see these? Because you have the I'm in the background somewhere, probably like taking out the trash or something. But you, <laughs> <laughs> I always get magazines for taking out the trash. Uh, but yeah, it gives the illusion of connection without actually providing. Exactly. Any any real connection. That is a really good sum up. I've actually talked to my old roommate about this also because it depresses him, like you were just saying, and I think it's because he compares himself to what other people are posting. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's enough to make yourself crazy. So I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm I think I'm I'm for it. I, I'm for it too. Let's do it together. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Facebook murder suicide pact. Doing it. It's happening. I won't delete the page. Like so, if you want to, if you want to, uh, emails, yeah. yeah, postings on the the Protonic Reversal page. Yeah, the Protonic Reversal page. Follow that because it's going to be. It's going to be. Man, I'm going to 
hang my hat on being able to speak, apparently. That's a... Gonna work on that. More coffee. More coffee, indeed. Uh, you've been listening to Protonic Commercial, and we thank you for that. Thank you very much. We love you guys. Thank you, Mag Entling from Arch the Loaf. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. For like joining him. us. Great like man, great voice. dude. You can find this show every Thursday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Time. RadioValencia.fm There's still going to be a Facebook page, but maybe... No, maybe. Yes, no, no Conan. There will be a Facebook page, but there will not be a Facebook presence for myself. So go, go like that now if you ever want to hear about the show again on Facebook, which you probably still won't, but that's fine. <laughs> that's also okay. Uh, RadioNeutron.com for the archives. You can get all the podcasts. Uh, they're all up there. Any, any format you want. iTunes, Stitcher, Direct MP3. You name it. Singing Telegram? Sure. Be a long singing telegram. We need more singing telegrams in the world. Like in general? Yeah. Good idea. I, I want that for my birthday. I'm also going to have a white elephant birthday party, I think. Just, you know. It's a good birthday gift. Yeah. In a few months. There you go. It's all mm-hmm. plan. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we will... Oh, next week is... Christmas, right? Are you around? I'm going to Sacramento. Okay. I might be doing a thing. There might be a show on, on Christmas, but it's going to be a weird show if there is. But we'll be back... Uh, New Year's Day. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. 2015. So definitely talk to you in 20, 2015. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. And uh, Thanks. to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth.
she was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. If there's no one there to receive It's the end of radio As we come to the close of our broadcast day See?